Welcome to Healthy Vibrations once again, a stage which brings together change makers, trailblazers who are here to impact a wider audience. We have Jenny Calcoon with us, who's the founder of Inner Earthquake and is passionate about empowering her audiences and clients with a highly effective method so they can break through the pain of pivotal life events change habits or behavior, and which is no longer serving them, and live in alignment with their deepest values. And the core of Inner Earthquake method she developed is to provide the knowledge and the practical tools that women can thrive no matter what happens in life. She's a very important guest with us today, and the reason being that, as you all know, I'm a strong believer of the fact that parents need to do their inner work so that they can come from a place of empathy and emotional intelligence and be present for their children. And Inner Earthquake is all about doing your inner work. With that, let's welcome Jenny. Welcome, Jenny. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm well, and thank you for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for taking mm -hmm. us, take on, taking out the time for our audience and being here with us. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell us, uh, what is Inner Earthquake? Well, the way I define an inner earthquake is um, the effect that is caused by experiencing major life-changing events. So it could be a divorce, it could be the loss of a job, the loss of a friendship. So really any situation in which our sense of identity is affected. And uh, it's, it's when your world is turned upside down and there was a way you experienced life before the event and then there's a way you experience life since the event. Oh, that's so beautifully articulated. And what mm -hmm. made you start in Earthquake? And how long have you been doing it? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's several responses, right? In a way, I've been doing this my whole life. Uh, but I really um, became very interested in this work when in the space of one year, I went through a cancer diagnosis, I got a divorce, I changed countries, I changed jobs, and I started dating the man who has now become my husband 21 years ago. Um, so that was <clears throat> one of those pivotal life-changing moments for me uh, that caused me to think about, well, who am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? Um, and that was the start of it all. Wow. I know. When life hits you is when you come to a pivotal point and decide to yeah. do something yeah. about it. But at the same time, it gave you the man of your life. That's right. So it gave you the love of your life. So That's you know, right. like they say, everything happens for a reason Absolutely. and everything happens for the good. At that point in time, we don't realize it's happening for the good, but of yeah. course something yeah. good comes out of it. That's right. Lovely. So what, so this is your journey and what was the changing point in your life when you felt, okay, now I've gone through this myself. I want to hear, I want to heal other people or I want to go and help other people who've been yeah. through this. What was that journey like? Yeah, so it was, it's, I mean, it's, I see it as a lifelong journey, really. And um, so it's been a journey of working with coaches, with uh, therapy modalities, with mentors. Um, and it was about uh, 16 years ago that I got interested in coaching and coaching uh, women specifically. Um, 
And then I moved from Europe um, to Southern California eight years ago. And that's when I started to uh, do this full time and work with women. So generally, the women that I work with are in midlife. Um, because according to research, um, research performed by the organization called Noon in the UK, uh, shows that on average, by the time we reach midlife, women have experienced about five uh, major life events. And what we usually do is what we're taught. We're taught to power through and white knuckle it and just grin and bear it. And of course, that takes a huge toll on us physically, emotionally, uh, mentally. And that was really the catalyst for me to um, start honing in on working with women who were in that space after an inner earthquake happens and they're looking around and thinking, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what to do and I don't know where I'm going. So Beautiful. So tell me, the research that you talked about in the UK, the noon, which says five major life events, does it tell you specifically what kind of life events or it just says on an average this they would have had these life events yeah yeah so the type of life-changing events can be like uh loss of a loved one um anxiety depression menopause also very uh, interestingly and i also want to point out that it on average is five which means that there's probably people in your audience right now saying I've had more than five, you know, in my life. And yeah, that's that. So that's what yeah. their research shows. Yeah, if I think of it, yeah, you're right. It should be close to five or maybe yeah. a little more here and there, but close to five. Yeah. Very interesting. So is it safe to say that the t- target audience is only women? Yes, yes. Only women. So if, if a woman, if a woman, you have a woman client and she comes to you and she says, look, I need my husband to go through coaching with you because I think he's, you know, this is going to be super impactful and he's going to learn with from the inner earthquake. What do you say? Well, it's, I have very, very good people that I can refer husbands to. And this is different to relationship coaching. So I wouldn't um, coach people on their relationship necessarily. So I would always say, you know, especially when you're working with a coach, I think it's very, very important that you find someone that you gel with, that you feel you can trust, that you feel you can work with. So I have amazing men um, colleagues that I can refer men to. Beautiful. That is so beautiful. Well said. Um, So all the women listening to this, all the mothers, all of my audiences who are listening to this, if you're going through a midlife crisis or if you just want to go from good to great, you know who to reach out to. Jenny Calcoon is your answer. And we'll mention her coordinates in the podcast later when we upload it. But just to keep that in mind, if you're going through mm-hmm. any of major life events. Thank you for that, um, yeah. Jenny. So how you've been through a journey and it's been 30 years since you've been doing this. So how important do you think it is for people to do the inner work and what do you really mean by inner work? So let's divide the question into two. What do you mean by inner work? Yeah, so again, in my opinion, inner work refers to the process of self-reflection, self-awareness, personal growth, really, that leads to a deeper understanding of oneself. Um, And it involves essentially exploring our 
inner landscape of thoughts, feelings, past experiences to identify patterns, limiting beliefs, unresolved issues. Um, yeah, and it's a continuous process too. Inner work is a, is a lifelong occupation. Right. And I always like to put it as it's a it's like you say, it's a lifelong op- occupation because you're yeah. continuously <laughs> putting layers and layers of things in your life every day as we move because you're having new experiences. You're having, um, you know, you, you're, um, yeah, you're experiencing things and feelings every day. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. So, um, I, so one, one part of the question was what is inner work, which really Mm -hmm. is identifying your triggers going through your past experiences and a lifelong process, but how important do you think inner work is really for you as a parent? Hmm. Because I'm a parenting coach and I strongly believe that half the problems that our teens and our young adults face today can be fixed if parents do their inner work yeah yeah so because inner work is a is a continuous process right it it leads to a sense of uh well-being and fulfillment um and it really affects every single area of our lives so i believe that um what we do in the world is based on who we are so it's kind of our doing is informed by our being. Um, and so that makes it essential that we work on ourselves. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people live according to what they think the world wants from them or, or expects of them. Um, so in other words, they're being informed by, by the outside world rather than, than by their inner world and their inner work. Um, And so you can see immediately if you are not connecting to who you are, if you don't know who you are, where you're going, you're not connecting to yourself. You cannot connect authentically with your child. And so as, as you have talked about what parents need to really do, what all of us really need to do is to go, is to move from control to connect and the only way we can connect is by connecting to ourselves first. Oh, thank you, Jenny. You just touched my heart by yeah. calling out my TEDx talk, how to move yeah. from control to connection. If everybody hasn't heard it, I urge everybody to go ahead and listen yeah. to it. Uh, it's called How to Move from Control to Connection. It's on YouTube. And if you like it, please hit the like button and um, comment on it. Mm-hmm. So you said a very important thing, Jenny. It's from doing to being. From being to doing. Sorry, from being to doing. Yeah. How many of us take the real time to sit down and in silence and feel those emotions? Mm -hmm. And I think that is directly linked to how we parent a child because we come from a past triggers, right? So that I think is directly related to doing your inner work so that you don't put your fears and your past triggers and your emotional uh, distress onto your child and you take your child as a complete blank canvas yeah and allow them to blossom yeah and importantly i'm sorry in importantly in in order to um 
to know that that's what you're doing, you first need to become aware of it. If you're not even aware that you are doing this, you know, that you're imposing your filters, your story on your child or, you know, on, on anybody around you, then that, you know, that's the first step. That's why it's very, very important to cultivate that self-awareness. Correct. I am a yoga and a meditation instructor and mm. I practice yoga and meditation every day and yeah. I actually use meditation strategies in my coaching too. So what, so self-awareness, as you said, is extremely important. Do you teach any strategies in your coaching which raises self-awareness in women? Yes. In fact, that's, that's all I do, um, right? So I work with my clients on, on their self-awareness, on these building blocks that one needs to um, start strengthening that muscle. Because really what, what self-awareness creates is we cultivate the opportunity to choose how we respond rather than simply reacting from from automatic habitual behavior so what i teach my clients is literally the building blocks what 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 does your world look like what are your patterns what are the things that you see occurring over and over again and and it's usually um a good indicator is when, and we all do this, and my clients do this, and I do this sometimes as well, is when we when we talk about if only the other person could change, right? That is usually a good oh, indicator yeah. <laughs> that we oh, yeah, are... The minute you say yes. <laughs> that we need the work. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, what is my responsibility? Right. And, and I can always do more. I can always do more to, um, to grow myself more. So true. Taking ownership of your own actions. I always say that you can change the output by changing your input. And that's (laughs) the way I put it. Right. It's you can't change the world, but you can change your response to the world. That's right. And actually, so, um, I would argue that that is how you do change the world, right? It starts with ourselves, correct. right? It's correct. one person correct. at a time. And it's the, correct. you know, the ROI, right? In, in the business world, we, we talk about ROI as return on investment. I call ROI ripples of impact. So okay. what I do in the world has, has an impact uh, on the people around me, ultimately my community, my country and the world, right? So... Yeah, and, I, and another thing, I always, uh, when, I, when I'm when i coaching my young adults, I always um, use mindfulness strategies and I always tell them, yeah. when someone is yelling or being upset, you need to empathize with the person because the person is hurting. Yeah. Only when you're hurting will you yell. Yeah. Will you be angry? If you're not yeah. hurting, you won't be angry, right? Yeah. So it's how can you change your external circumstances just by raising your own EQ? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's so beautifully said. I love this conversation. So we said how how we've noticed how uh, we've discussed how important it is for a parent to do their inner work. And what you mean by inner work? How do you think if a parent does not do their inner work, it can impact a child? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's pretty clear that if we are not working on ourselves, if we 
don't even have the awareness about our actions. If we don't have awareness around who we are because we're simply reacting to what is happening on the outside, we're reacting to events around us. I mean, you can immediately see how that will impact all of our relationships and, and specifically the relationships with our children. Like, how could it not, if we are not self-aware, how can we possibly connect with our children, right? It's, it's of prime importance. Yeah. yeah, how many times do we come back from work and take out our frustration on our kids because we're not mm. self-aware? Mm. Yeah. Because and we've because had a rough day. Yeah. Because we're reacting, right? We're reacting yeah, yeah. to, you know, hurt people, hurt people. As uh, you know, it's not for nothing that we have that expression. We're reacting from an old habit, an old wound, and that is definitely not the place to come from when we want to authentically connect with our children. So I would imagine your program, in your program, one of the key aspects you must be teaching is the impact of self-love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-love, right. self-compassion, yeah. Yeah. So uh, having that self-compassion, healing your own wounds, coming from a place of forgiveness, uh, coming from a place of um, reaction, uh, response versus reaction. These are all the things that yeah. would impact, a, will impact a child's growth um, and means that you need to do your inner work. So thank yeah. you for that. Now, you mm -hmm. also mentioned that you have uh, the core of the inner earthquake method that you've developed. Why don't you share what is that method with us? Yeah, so the method is, is I mean, it's a very simple process. It's not necessarily easy, but it is very simple. And it really, um, what we work on is really to take yourself into that space of being rather than the space of doing. Um, very often when, when we are experiencing difficulty, we are not experiencing the present moment. In fact, we're, we're probably trying to escape it. So the first thing is really to become present. And one of the best ways that I know to become present is to become present in our bodies. So that is a very basic first step is uh, presence practices. Um, so I teach different presence practices and, and I also teach why it is important, you know, that we understand wh why we're doing it. So, you know, people might argue, well, I can get a mindfulness app. I can listen to an app and, and meditate. But what are you meditating on is the question. Why are you doing it? It's it's very performative if you're just sort of sitting down and thinking, I have to quiet my mind, which spoiler alert, that will never happen. That will <laughs> our, never happen. Our mind that is very busy. And so, the, and so the secret is really to cultivate a different relationship with your thoughts and with your mind. But the, the, the reasons of sitting down and meditating are very important. And, and in fact, it is the most natural thing that we can do is being with ourselves and simply being. And we can have thoughts and we can learn how to deal with those thoughts. But simply being with ourselves is the very 
most natural thing to do. We don't need to have an app. We don't need to, um, you know, watch a YouTube video on, on how to meditate. It's, it's a very natural thing to do and we can all do it anytime. Um, so that is what I do. I teach presence. Um, and the, the outcome is that rather than, when life-changing events happen, you're being tossed around on the ocean and, and you don't know what is up and you don't know what is down. It's cultivating that inner resilience, that emotional resilience, so that no matter what happens in life, even very difficult experiences, we can come back to ourselves and not be spun out, in fact, by, by the thoughts that we believe are real. Most that of our thoughts so are not real. <laughs> 90% of our thoughts are not real. Yeah. I like to call the, the definition of fear for me as false evidence that appears real. Yeah. It's yeah. really your mind creating scenarios. And it's That's so right. strange you say this, that um, we need an app to be with ourselves. Can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, the biggest fear I think people experience is not being with the world, but being alone with themselves yeah. and their yeah. own thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and if we can master that art, I think we've, Mm. Um, we've we've met half our demons in our life and as I like to say for meditation I'm a meditation instructor and I meditate morning and night and I like to call meditation when people say I can't clear my mind oh well <laughs> meditation is not the absence of thoughts it's the acknowledgement of thoughts mm. so thoughts yeah. are going to keep coming in but how is it that you recognize the thoughts and then watch them pass while you continue yeah. to breathe and be alone with yourself Oh my God, I can have this conversation all day, Jenny. I'm so glad we invited you. Um, this is so close to my heart. So I'm sure all our audience, all the women who are listening out there, I think Jenny can superbly help you if you're going through any of these midlife crises um, and teach you some pre being present techniques so that you can come from a place of response versus reaction for your child. Yeah. So thank you, Jenny, for being with us today. Um, in our closing uh, may I ask you to give us some words of wisdom for people out there who feel stuck and are not happy with their lives? Mm. Yeah, I would. I would say with with compassion um, for each of us, including myself. Um, when we tell ourselves that we are stuck, that's exactly what we're doing. We are telling ourselves a story, right? Um, nature is ever changing so it actually takes effort to try not to change and to remain stuck so most people when they say i'm stuck what they're really saying is i'm afraid i'm afraid of moving forward i'm afraid of what i don't know and i would say my tip is embrace change um, because it's an opportunity for a new beginning um, yeah, and and I would also um, extend to your audience if um, anyone would um, like some help to email me at hello at innerearthquake.com and I can send them a best life quiz which will be helpful in seeing where you are and, and where you want to go. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Jenny. I'm sure mm. you're going to get a lot of people who are going to reach out to you, um, <laughs> asking you for a, for your support, because I think um, everybody can do with a Jenny in their life. <laughs> Thank you. So embrace change. Yeah. 
Come from a place of response. Do your inner work to raise healthy youth. Make sure that you're healthy so that your surroundings, your families are all healthy. So continue yeah. to do your inner work, meet your inner earthquakes and reach out to Jenny and I will put the details in, um, in the um, chat. Thank you and have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Jenny, for being with us. Very, very grateful to you. And we do hope we continue the conversation and continue the relationship with some form. Mm. Thank you. Thank you.